0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Stephen Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. So tonight, this is going to be an interesting time. Uh, One of my favorite sayings is, the the older I, I get, the more I realize how little I know. And so tonight, I'm going to be talking on a topic that I confess, uh, this is I'm so I'm excited about it, but I, I know that I'm standing on the on this uh, on the edge of the ocean. I, there's so many things that are relevant in this topic. And um, it's almost like on our counters at home, in our bathrooms, we have little Dixie cups. You guys have any Dixie cups in your bathroom? Oh, yeah, it comes in handy when you're brushing your teeth, right? It'd be almost like you' taking a Dixie cup and filling it with water and saying that you under the understand the concepts of water sure you've got a cup full but you don't know the power of water and the purpose of water the molecular structure of water and all the things that the water does all you know is the one little purpose that it serves for you and it's all it, it quenches your thirst but in the same way tonight, I'm going to be talking about a topic. I'm going to confess it's a topic I don't know a whole lot about. I'm like a child that that just learned how to ride a bike, and I, I sort of stumbled on this. And I, um, you may know, you probably know more about it than I do. And when I went to school back in high school, I took no physics, I took no geometry, no algebra. They had just discovered dirt at that time and they were all excited about it. And so, a lot of these topics I I never really got involved in. It was just the basics reading, writing, math, and all those things. But tonight, I want to talk to you about something that we experience every day, but we don't really understand. And I'm going to start with John, the first chapter, Poor Sister Carol. I'm, she probably had an uh, anxiety attack when she saw all the scriptures on the piece of paper and said, how late are we going to be here tonight? Well, we're going to be talking about light, and when the lights go out, I'll know that it's time to stop. But I, I want to start with John 1, 1 through 14. And so as she puts the scripture up, will save me time looking it up in my Bible. I'll, we'll just read it together. John 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I want you to notice, we're going to be talking about light tonight. His life is light. Remember that, life, light. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light. Say that with me. He was not the light. He reflected the light. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more too. But he was not the source of light. But he was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but they were born of God, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to preface this, this Bible study tonight that we would comprehend nothing about the world Without light. In the same sense, we can comprehend nothing about God without the revelation of light. He was the light. And then if we go to um, John 1, verse 6 through 9. Oh yeah, i we, we read that, but the point is he was the light of the world. The Bible says, "In him dwelleth no darkness." Now, saying that, let's this is a scripture that I had on my way up to the pulpit tonight, and I realized that if we go to the very beginning of the book of Genesis, the very first scriptures that we read in Genesis one, one through three, the first things we hear, from God in his word are, in the beginning, now notice that's how John 1 starts, in the beginning was the word, and Genesis 1 starts in the same way, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was out form, and void and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. If he would not have created light, he would not have had a successful creation. Because the plant life, the sea life, anything that lived could not have survived without light. Now, if you've taught Bible study or you've been in Bible study before, you'll realize that this light was created before the sun and the stars were created. Now, we're used to light coming from the sun. And that's really interesting when you stop to think about it. I've oftentimes thought, and I still don't understand why the sun just doesn't blow up. You know, if I took fuel, and somebody's going to have to help me with this because I'm, I, I'm not very smart. But I, if I took a can of gasoline or a bucket of gasoline and I had oxygen, and I had all the elements of combustion, and I ignited the fuel source, and I had the oxygen source, which was needed for combustion, it would just go, wouldn't it? So I I don't understand even how that thing keeps burning for, oh, as science says, billions of years. That, that's, that light that we all love, and we've missed the last month, of 30 days last month, 22 days had rain. I'm sure you weren't counting. That sun is 186,000 or 93 million miles away. And light travels in the vacuum between the sun and the earth. Notice I said in the vacuum because we talk about light this morning or this evening, we're going to find out the speed of light changes. But in the vacuum of space, that light travels at 186,000 miles per second. So that means, if if you're a real good math guy and you took all those classes in school, you would say from the sun to the earth it's about what it takes to make a good cup of coffee. Eight minutes from the sun to the earth. So it's, it's, that's the basic principle of light, it just comes from the sun. But you know that even in the lives that we live, for animals or any type of life to be restrained from light, they eventually, even though they had eyes, would go blind. In other words, if you kept a mule working in the coal mines years ago, and you never allowed the mule to come up from the coal mines that it ever saw light, that mule would be permanently blinded after a while. Matter of fact, some animals that live in the absence of light, eventually they don't see at all. They, They lose their eyes. So, I cannot survive without light. I need light to survive. Now, this is the part that I'm going to probably talk more about what I don't know than I do know, but I know as I started to look on the internet and thank God for Wiki and Wiki Weeks and all those other things, um, there's different types of waves, of light. Now, some people say that light travels in different means, but most people that I read about said that it usually travels in waves, very small waves, not like the waves of an ocean, but much smaller and compact. And it's described as reflector, reflection, refraction, diffraction, and interference. That's how it's diffused on the earth. I want to talk about reflection because if we can understand natural light, maybe we'll understand spiritual light a little better too. One of the most obvious things about light is it will reflect off of of things. Reflecting light usually requires or it does always require a smooth surface. How many times have I heard someone say, could we move Brother Kylie to the back because we're blinded by the reflecting light from off his head? (laughs) That's smooth, well, you're smiling too. Yeah, there's a few people that got glasses on behind you, Brother Kylie. But reflecting light needs a smooth surface. Um. It's got to be a smooth, highly polished surface and if you shine a beam of light on it, you'll get a narrow beam of light, you'll get a narrow beam of light that shines off it. We oftentimes think of a mirror that way. You can take, for instance, it was cool when we were kids in Boy Scouts, we could take, we could take the, the light of the sun and actually set paper on fire by how we diffuse the light. We'd have, I remember in class sometimes with the lights, we'd all have mirrors and we would play with the little bitty mirror and shine light on the teacher's forehead or on the other wall. And she'd say, okay, who's got the mirror? But we were able to manipulate light. Now there's different types of light. We've got flashlights, we've got lasers. But basically light is light. But most objects are not Smooth and highly polished. They're rough. So when the light shines on those objects, it scatters all over the place. In other words, it doesn't stay united. It just scatters. And what we call that is diffused reflection. And that's how we see most of the objects that are around us. It's not reflective so much as it's diffused reflection. now if you here's the difference if you can see your face in something it's specular reflection if you can't see your face it's diffused reflection an example is take a teaspoon and if you can see your see your face clearly it's reflective or specular reflection but if there's a little dirt or there's a little soap residue on the spoon you don't see your face quite as well, do you? That's diffuse reflection. Now, why is that important? I, God, has shined His light down from heaven, and I am to reflect that light. And if the area, if there are areas in my life that that are rough, it diffuses. But if I maintained a highly polished life. I could reflect the same light in the same manner to someone else. And we're going to talk about refraction. Now, light waves travel in straight lines through empty space. But more interesting things happen to them when they travel through other materials. I'm just going to read the notes I've got. It's easier and it'll be clearer than if I try to explain it. Especially when they move from one material to another. That's not unusual, we do the same thing ourselves. Um, Have you noticed how your body slows down when you try to walk through water? You go racing down the beach at top speed, as soon as you hit the sea, you slow right down. No matter how hard you try, you can't run as quickly through water as you can through air. The dense liquid is harder to push out of the way, so it slows you down. Exactly the same thing happens to light if you shine it into water or into glass or into plastic or another more dense material. It slows down dramatically. And this makes the waves bend. In other words, it's the 40-degree principle. And here again, I'm going to talk about something. I don't understand how it works. It enters in one way, and as it hits the dense the density of like water, it refract, always refracts at 40 degrees. That's why rainbows happen. We look at light. Light is made up of many colors. And so when, when white, light is diffused, like in a rainbow, when it hits the water droplets in the air, it refracts and you see a rainbow. And it reflects off of other water droplets, But if you'll notice that if you see a double rainbow, the rainbow, the second rainbow, is always exactly the opposite in color as the first rainbow because it's the mirror principle. It's reflected off the first droplets and reflected onto others. I can't help but think that God wants me to reflect the attributes. Now, I was looking at colors. There's really only about six to seven major colors Everything else is made up of a mixture of those colors. White light is, the, is, the, is all color together. Did I say that right? Thanks, Brother Pickle. I, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I tell people the right things tonight. White light is all colors together. That's what we see. And I used to say, I want to buy uh, a blue book. Or I want to buy red paint. And that's what got me thinking about this when I did my devotion. It's that I'm not buying red paint. I'm buying a material that reflects only red. See, color comes through light deflecting off a certain object. Some objects absorb light, certain light, and some objects reflect light. Example. How many of you would like a really nice black interior on a hot summer day? Or would you like a white one? Black absorbs all light. It does not reflect any light at all. But say that somebody's got a red shirt on. Sister Carlson has a red shirt on. That, I should say blouse, men wear shirt, doesn't matter? Okay, that, that material only reflects red, but it absorbs every other color. And if you've got blue on, that fabric you have is reflect- reflecting the blue light that's in the air. It's not, it's not its own color. It's reflecting what it's receiving. So if you buy a can of paint, you're not actually buying color. You're buying something that reflects a certain color in light now the absence of light produces blackness for instance take an apple and so when the the light hits the apple it excites the atoms on the skin of the atom of the apple they energize and be, eventually become stable and as they become stable they reflect the color that they absorbed. So if it's red, it's red. I think the object for the Christian, you take the fruits of the Spirit, nine fruits of the Spirit, nine colors, or you take the the gifts of the Spirit, nine gifts of the Spirit, and I'm going to try to hone in on what my point is in all this. God is the light. What's he robed in? White. He's pure light, all the attributes of God shine down on the earth. Those Christians who have washed themselves in the blood of the Lamb will reflect the totality of light. Now, darkness is the absence of light. For instance, if we took the light away, we would not be able to distinguish anything in this room. I remember my wife talking me into going into a cave in Minnesota. She said, please, honey, I want to go. And I said, honey, I don't want to go. Oh, you're not going to make me go with all those people by myself? And I said, yeah. She said, oh, please, do it for me. And I said, okay, I'm claustrophobic. They have to give me drugs to do an MRI. So... I remember they took me in there and I kept praying all the way. And then I had to, when I started to duck for this, when the ceiling was low and the, the walls were hitting each shoulder, I was really, I was just about ready to run out. And so they got us deep in the cave and they said, Now we're going to show you what total blackness is. And I, I thought at first all the lights went out and you don't, know, it felt like I could almost touch. The dark. Do you ever feel it? I don't touch the dark. It seems so real. I couldn't distinguish anything that had been causing me fear before. That's why when they put me in an MRI now, they cover my face with a towel so that I can't see anything and there's blackness. But it it obscures the reality of the things that are around you. But darkness is the absence of light. And in the world, when it talks about the world being dark or black, it's the absence of God. God is light. Take away the light. And the world lives in blindness. It doesn't perceive anything. You can try to describe a rainbow to someone that doesn't have sight, but they'll never comprehend it because they've never seen But some people will say, well, I can't see God. I can't see God. Show me God. Well, can you see light? Light reveals God, but if you reject the light, how do you expect ever to see God? If you reject the light that comes through the revelation of God's word, how is it that you'll ever be able to discern the truth? Or to discern God. But they're seeing it's like turning off the lights in the bedroom and saying, I don't believe there's a couch here or in the living room because I don't see anything. But if you know what, if you'd allow the light to enter into the living room, you'd see all the furniture. But the Bible says the world loved dark more than it loved light. And eventually a person that rejects the light for so long loses the ability to see. We call it reprobate. Because they receive not a love of the truth that they might receive it, God sent them strong delusion to believe a lie. In other words, it would be impossible for them to even see it because you need light. So let me get to the scriptural part of this. There are seven ways in which God blesses us through the light of the world. Most of us have always had electric lights around us. I was born with electricity. But can you imagine what the world was like when there was no electricity? You had a lantern. I remember going camping and Dad would always get the lantern out or we'd have candles and stuff. We've really been spoiled by living with the, the luxury of light all around us. And we take it for granted. You walk into your house on later tonight you'll turn on the switch. You just take for granted that the light's going to turn on and you're going to see everything. But what would happen if you went home and the electricity was out? How would your evening go? Well, first of all, you'd be concerned about the refrigerator and all the sump pumps and all those things running. But we we take it so much for granted. And you know what? Living with Christ, we have got to the place where we have taken him so much for granted. All of the fruits and the gifts and the blessings of God, because we've always seemed to have them around us, we oftentimes never really appreciate them. Now, one of the things that light does, and there are seven things I'm going to talk about, light brings sight and understanding. Light, by definition, if you went back to the dictionary, says something that makes vision possible. I like that. Light. Something that makes vision possible. In other words, light makes it possible for us to see. Without light, we're hopelessly blind. We're blind in a spiritual sense to our situations. We're blind to the surroundings and the things that are going on about us. We're even blind to ourselves. And I'm going to try to stay on course, but as God gives me a thought, I'm going to bring it up. When people say that they don't want, need to go to church, they can, they can feel God at home, I want to tell you something happens at church that you need if you're going to be fruitful. You need to have the light of the preached word. It's the foolishness of preaching that causes us to be saved. That's why the Bible said in the last days when it got darker and darker, that you should gather yourselves all the more together as that day approach, because the darkness in the world would increase because they would push God God out of their mind. Example, look at your schools. Since they have said no prayer in school, we don't want any mention of God. By the way, it's all right to dress up like a witch and, and then the devil. But we don't want any angels in here. We don't want any Moseses or anything like that. This is a a school without God. Look what has happened to our school system. Now, look how they try to push God out of media. Everywhere that they've pushed God out of, the light has rescinded and darkness has filled it. Have you ever listened on the radio and you listen to some of the stuff, the news or whatever, and you say, Don't these people have a clue? I'm not over-intelligent, but even I can see this stuff. You know the difference is, I'm living in the light. I still have sight. But when you're living in the darkness, you don't comprehend how foolish you look. He said the foolishness of preaching to the world, preaching's foolishness. That's because they live in the dark. But unto us that are saved, who are living in the light, it's the power of God unto salvation. One sees foolishness, the one that's in the light sees power. Light is important, especially spiritual enlightenment. become blind because it's just rejected God. God's light. If you push God out of your life, you'll become blind. It's just that simple. Romans 121 says that. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. They didn't acknowledge God. So what happened? But they became futile in their speculations then their foolish heart was darkened. Their heart was darkened. Why? Because they pushed away the light of revelation. Mankind was spiritually blind at this point, and therefore they were spiritually lost. I told Brother Kevin, who's sitting way in the back today that I wouldn't I would pick on him and I want to keep that promise. I would challenge him tonight when he gets home from church to drive to Chicago but not use any lights and take the back roads? You'd say, that's stupid. He could get in an accident. How's he going to find his way? He can't read the signs in the dark. Hello? Trying to live for God outside the preached word or outside the light is ridiculous. It's foolish. Why would you do that? How do you think you could ever accomplish anything in life if you didn't let the light Of revelation that comes from God into your life. It doesn't make sense. Jesus came as a light to help the blind regain their sight. John 12, 46. I have come as a light into the world that everyone who believes in me may not remain in darkness. Remember, we talked in John 1 and then in Genesis 1 how God, the first thing that he did in redemption and creation, is he provided light, the light of revelation. Now, you can try to bring someone to God, but unless they're open to the light, you might as well just give it up. They have to walk and be able to discern or welcome the light into their life. No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, except the Father reveal it to him from heaven. What's that mean? You can't receive the knowledge of the oneness of God unless you receive the light. No one can say that Jesus is Lord without the revelation that comes from God. Now, I'm speaking to people tonight that have had that revelation, but do you remember when you got it? More than likely, one day, you were just sitting there reading your Bible, and all of a sudden, bing, the light went on. and said, oh, Jesus is God. I see it now, Clearly. It was like someone turned the light on in your heart and in your mind, and you didn't have to rationalize it. You didn't have to study it forever. It was easily understood, you felt, well, that's so easy to understand. It's easy to understand when you've got the revelation and the discernment of light. But if you're walking in the dark, you're, it's going to take forever. John nine thirty nine to forty one and Jesus said I came into this world that those who do not see may see I am the light of the world he had said before. And in first John five and twenty it says we as we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding. Light reveals my spiritual condition. I've told you how I feel about dirty windshields. I can't. I can't do it. I, if, if I get too many bugs on my windshield or if I, I start to drive my car and it's been sitting outside and it's got all the dust and crud from all the pollen and stuff that's floating around, I can't do it. I'll either wipe it down with the washer, the windshield washer fluid, Or I'll have to stop and clean it because it irritates me not to be able to see through glass clearly. When I serve God, I don't want to live in a cloud. I don't want to hope that I'm going in the right direction. I remember if you can't see through glass or see clearly around you, it brings fear. Brother Mike, the first job I got was from a company down, I, I went to driving school down in Kenosha, and I got a job working, and I see their trucks over at uh, Generac. Ray, R-A-E. At that time, was called Ray Rentals. And so it was my first job, and the equipment that I got was commensurate with my skill. <laughs> and I probably had a 66 Ford cab over or whatever about that, That agent. They sent me with a flatbed down to the steel mills in Gary. And the night that I left, it was snowing, just terrible. And I had just crossed, went by. I think it was the first toll, and I went downtown on ninety four. It was later in the evening, and I thought, well, it's it's probably nine o'clock. It should be all right. And I'm driving, and one of the windshield wipers stopped working. And I'm in traffic now. Now there's even at nine o'clock, there's always traffic. I don't know where those people go. I just think they drive and they don't go anywhere. But I said, thank God it's only on the passenger side. Well, their air, their air operated, and sooner or later the other one stopped. And I'm in the middle of traffic and I'm thinking, now oh, and the, the snow is real heavy, and I'm trying to see through the little holes that I can still see through it. I'm trying to stick my head maybe out the window. And I said, I don't want to stop. I'd like to go a little further. And then I drove a little further. And the uh, window on the passenger side fell down. And then I... I shut the driver's side, and I'm still trying to look through the little spot. Once in a while, the windshield wiper would kick on and go a little bit like this, and i get a clear spot, and I'm saying, oh, God, I, I can't see where I'm going. I'm afraid I'm going to hit something because I'm only looking through a hole about this big. I don't want to stop. You laugh. Brother Meyer is the same. I've got to go. I'm going to finish this. I'll find a place. Maybe I'll pull off on one of the areas up here, but I'm not stopping here. And then that window fell down. And I, I was so frustrated. I couldn't see. I was cold. And I, w- I said, why am I doing this? Why are you doing some of the things that you do? Why are you driving in a life that not, does not have a clear windshield? Why aren't you maintaining your vehicle? The problem was they didn't maintain anything on it. They just hey, let, we'll just send this new guy down there and we'll save a few bucks. Nobody with a right mind would ever drive this thing. And so I got it. And some of the trucks that I got, they'd go from side to side because the steering was so bad. And I was so glad when I got a union job. I really was because you could file a grievance if the thing didn't run good. But I'm not gonna go there. But my point tonight is God has given us things so we don't need to stumble through obscurity, he's given us the ability to see. And the light, remember, is not just white. You ever, I thought about this when I was doing devotion. I found this out, I was studying colors in devotion. That, again, I'll tell you, white is the consummation of all color. White light is all color together. Now, of course, remember that white light is made up of other lights. And I thought, the Bible says that I am robed in his righteousness. What is the robe color that God Christ wears? It's a white robe of righteousness. And how does the world see me? How is it that Satan knows the church? He's not colorblind. I'm covered over with the precious blood of Jesus, which has washed, though your skins be like scarlet, your sins be like scarlet, they shall be what? White as snow. You know, as a Christian, if you've washed your sins in the blood of the Lamb to, to Satan and to every demon in the world, you stand out just like a white shirt in a black party. because i am reflecting the purity of god do you know that life brings light brings life what would the world be like without sunshine it's the source of energy for plants i read something i love my devotion book that that I got uh, for a Christmas gift. And it talked about you can have the measure of your fruitfulness is directly related to the measure of your rootfulness. You can't have a lot of fruit if you don't have a lot of root. Because Even though the tree has chlorophyll in it and the leaves and they process the light, the roots process moisture and minerals. But without light, you could have minerals and you could have moisture, but you would have no production. Do you see how all these things fit together? Take sunlight away from the earth, and all life on earth would perish. It gives it's in our food, it helps synthesize the vitamins that we take every morning. It actually, even too, brings vitality to your red and white blood cells. You shut up a guy in a dark, dark dungeon with no light, and you know what he'll turn into? A pale corpse. He'll lose his physical vigor, his strength, he'll lose his power to resist disease and he will waste away. Feed him the same thing, but take away light, and he cannot exist. Spiritually, you cannot exist and live a healthy life for God without light. You cannot. You may try to, but you'll always be sickly and corpse like Matthew 4 and 16 tells us about a prophecy that would be fulfilled in Isaiah 9 and 2. The people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light, and those who were sitting in the land in the shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. I'll tell you something I do know about. I know what it's like to be sick, I know what it's like to be afraid. And to be at, at, at night, to be so sick that in the darkness, and you just watched the clock because you were so miserable you couldn't sleep, and you waited for the dawn, and you just said, Oh, if I could only have the dawn, the dawn, the light would always make me feel better. Have you ever thought that way? Or if you're driving a truck and you've driven all night and you can't keep your eyes open, you're saying, if I can only make it another hour, an hour and a half, the sun's going to come up and I'll receive more vitality. If I can only hold on for another hour, an hour and a half, I've been there. And then the sun comes up and you stop and get a coffee and it's like you've got renewed energy. Do you ever get up in the morning and you're driving to your job or driving someplace and the sun is out? Have you ever said, thank you, God, for the light? Because I truly realize I'm not a child of the night. I don't like cloudy days as much as I like sunny days. I know it has to rain and I know that the earth needs moisture. But Lord, I'm a child of the light. I'm not a child of the darkness. There's fear in darkness. I still haven't figured out what monster lived underneath my bed back in Oak Creek, but he was there. My dad would say, oh, go to bed. I said, Dad, I want to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to put my, bed, my foot over the side of the bed because I know he's going to drag me under there. Dad, can I have a nightlight? And when he put a nightlight in the room, yeah, you laughed at me too. You, you were probably the one under the bed. But when children were afraid, what do you do for them? You give them a nightlight. Why? Because the light brings security. Are you afraid? Is something happening in your life that you don't understand? Get in the light. Turn on the light. The light drives away the darkness of fear. It brings security. How many of you have security lights? I bet you a lot of you do. Those that have businesses, I bet a dollar to a donut, You've got more than one security light. You know why? Because darkness is a deterrent to evil. The devil will attack people in the dark faster than he will in the light because he knows his evil deeds will be recognized if he attacks in the light. And again, there's also cameras, right? We can see things that happen in our driveways and, and relive them, form a security. But I couldn't see them unless I had light. Do you know that light... Now, this is the part I was studying. I don't know if this is true, and I hesitate to say it, but the women will understand it better than me. But in the, the book that I was reading... It talked about how light can actually remove stains that are spotted on a garment, and I thought about that. Really? But that's what the book said. I think maybe if you leave it out in the light long enough, all the color just leaves it. I don't know. But it talked about how it can bleach things out. Sun bleached. I I know that there's sun bleached stuff. It it was found in 1870. It was discovered that sunlight kills bacteria. Before we ever had modern germ killers, the only way to purify a thing was to hang it out in the sunlight. We knew that the ultraviolet rays of the sun purifies the air in the water and the surfaces of bacteria and germs. By purifying air and water and by destroying bacteria on surfaces such as the skin and bed sheets. Sunlight destroys germs in man's environment before they enter the body. It's just healthier to live in the light. People that live in the light are spiritually more healthy than people that live in the shade away from the will of God. And sunlight also aids in the destroying of germs within your body. After exposure to sunlight, the ability of cells to eat and destroy invading foreign substances is greatly increased. Do you ever feel they they said that the states that you don't want to live in in the United States that get a lot of rain and clouds are Seattle or Washington and Oregon, and in the Northeast as well, because there's so many cloudy days, they have. Uh, they have a condition called sad. And I'm trying to think of, let me see, I wrote down the definition of that. But it talks about the absence of light and it brings depression. Do you know what they would do to people that were going through depression? They would put them in light chambers. Because not only does the sunlight block sunlight, Not allow your body to produce as much vitamin D. Did you know that? Oh, how many people here take a vitamin D supplement? A lot of people, because vitamin D, especially in the winter, decreases because of the lack of sunlight. So people are taking supplements to make up for the absence of light. And if you are depressed, go to Puerto Rico. They have a lot more sun there. That's why people want to get away in the winter because they they miss the absence of light. And I am watching my time, so I'm going to sort of wrap it up in just a little bit. But I feel bad when the sun stays up till 9 o'clock like I'm wasting it. I wish I could save it and I could put it in a a, a vault and in January I would bring it out and I'd let the sun stay up till 7 o'clock. Preach the gospel to all, the Bible says in Acts 26:18, so that they' to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God in order that they may recover forgiveness of skins, sins. Do you see that? Preach the gospel was to open so their eyes would be open so they would turn from darkness to the light. Preach the gospel. Because the gospel allows the light to shine from heaven and provide revelation. Have you ever taught a Bible study and you said, this is a real loser? I'm honest with you, I did, because the person didn't want to see. He enjoyed me coming over and he enjoyed the fellowship and the coffee we drink together, but he just didn't care to see. And I thought it's like, If I'm here for the purpose of helping this person develop a relationship with God, I'm frustrated because they have eyes to see, but they don't want to see. They have ears to hear, but they they turn their hearing aid off. And then this last one. Or actually, this is five. Light cheers people up. I found this out. It's really cool. Listen to this. You've never heard this before. I get excited. I feel like I'm still learning. I'm like a little kid going to first grade. Happiness, and like Brother Kylie says, the root word comes from happen. Happy, many people, their happiness, happiness is based on what happens. So if bad things happen, they don't have what? Because it's based on what happens. God doesn't want us to just have happiness because he realized there's going to be things that happen in our life that aren't so cool, that aren't fun. But what does God give us instead of happiness? Happiness. I heard a joy is not based on circumstance. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It isn't based on whether I have a good day or a bad day. Do you know where joy comes from? Jesus. God's joy allows me to keep smiling even when things are happening that are detrimental to my life. So to wrap it all up tonight, remember that you are reflecting a light from off of yourself right now. Now, in the, in, the, in the human element, I see all of you in different colored garments, but that's not what I'm talking about. Spiritually, depending on the relationship you have with God, you may be having diffused light. Or some of you may be having reflective light. Just so it's white. But the best is the reflective light, but it can only happen on a smooth, polished surface. If I want to reflect the light of Christ, I must prepare the surface so that when it hits me, it doesn't just get absorbed, Black. I don't want to be black and absorb things and never get them out. It's like a cistern. A cistern absorbs water, but nothing flows through it. I want to reflect God's goodness. I want to reflect God's wisdom and knowledge. I don't. The Bible says to let your light so shine among men. Not that you have the light. You're reflecting the light that comes from God. And I'm thinking about the, the reflective also. What is the other light that I said about like the rainbow refracted light? Sometimes that light bounces off of somebody that's right next to you. In Remember the 40 degree principle? Always exits at 40 degrees. You can be walking down here and that light will effect, shine through you and hit somebody 40 degrees away from where you are. In other words, it refracts. They were telling about an experiment, and do this on your way home tonight when you stop at Culver's. Get a glass of water and put a straw in it. In the light, you'll notice that the straw is bent in the water. But I want you to notice where it's bent. It's not bent in the water, it's bent at the surface where. The light is passing through the air and the other light is passing through the water. The light that's passing through the water slows down dramatically because it slows through substance and it makes the straw look bent. Try it. So sometimes things may look askew in your life because of a trial that you're going through. You can say, Things are not right, but remember, sometimes the presence of God or the light of God slows down through adversity, but it doesn't stop. And it may appear a little bit differently. That's why the Bible says, Think it not strange, the fiery trial of your faith, as though some strange things happen. It doesn't mean that the light has stopped shining. It just means that the light has hit the trial and it's slowed down. It's different when it's in a vacuum of space. It travels at 180, what was it, 189,000 miles per second? But sometimes the light, when it hits a trial, looks like it's it's not getting through, but it's just slowed. And then you know what happens when it leaves the obstacle? It speeds up. It doesn't stay slow. Once it leaves the water on the other side, it goes back to its speed. Just hang on. The light of God provides the revelation, the healing, the happiness, and the guidance and the protection that you need. So don't be afraid. Just make sure that you're sitting in the light because nothing can be withholden from you, especially with the understanding of what's going on around us. Let's stand together. So what color is my suit coat? Oh, no, it's not. It's reflecting blue. (laughs) I thought that was so cool. (laughs) And don't you dare go into Home Depot and say, I want blue paint. Because now you know better. You want something that reflects the blue color in the white light. Lord Jesus, tonight I'm so thankful for being able to get together and learn things that we may not have seen. And we realize, Lord, there's so much wisdom and knowledge that we don't even understand. It's like finding just a cup of sand and then one day stumbling onto the beach and seeing miles and miles and miles. There's no, there's no knowing the depth of your richness and your knowledge and your mercy and your grace, but tonight, Lord, I pray that in the time we've had, that you've given us a little bit of insight as to something that we take for granted every single day. Every time. We... Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God, and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at org.